Please remain standing for just a moment. Let's just ask God to pour His Spirit into our hearts right now. Heavenly Father, Your promise is to be with us until the end of the age. And we just acknowledge Your presence here. And we ask You to extend Your resurrection power to us personally today. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen. You can be seated. Good morning. If you're visiting, my name's Scott. I'm the pastor at Adventure. And I know that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And this morning, we're going to talk about the power of Easter. And the question I'm going to ask today is, what is your next step to experience the power of the resurrection personally? The reason I'm asking that question is I think we can easily go through life powerless. And I, I got to tell you, when I think of power as a Natomas resident, I think of those late night high speed motorcycles I hear out on the streets. I think of those sports cars that I hear with big old exhaust that run by my house. I think about The power of my wife's voice when she needs something from me. I think about the power of my mother's voice when she needs my attention. She has it. What is power? I think we've seen power in the last couple weeks. I think we saw power when Russell Westbrook was asked, how did you accomplish 42 triple doubles? An unprecedented goal for over 50 years. How did this happen in a totally different league with totally different athletes? How did you do this? He said, I'm blessed. When asked again, he said, I'm blessed. When asked again, he said, I'm blessed. When asked again, he said, I'm blessed. That's power. I think it's power when the ninth Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorsuch, is sworn into office that some of his first words are from the Bible. To whom much is given much is expected. That's power. I saw power this weekend. Prime Minister Theresa May speaking on the Easter message saying, what Britain needs is to return back to her Christian values. And in this great country, Christians need to be free to share their faith. That's power. The question I want to know is, are you living with power? Or has powerless living become the new norm for you? See, what I believe is that if you don't have power, you're not going to be someone who can transform to become the kind of person you need to be. If you don't have power, you're not going to be an overcomer. If you don't have power, you're not going to be able to answer your doubts. If you don't have power, you're not going to conquer And you're not going to be able to cultivate behaviors that are natural for us. And you're not going to be able to conquer some of the biggest fears that are before you. See, what's true about this day that we celebrate is designed to be in you. You're not to be a spectator today. You, You are to resurrect today. The question I want to ask today is, What is your next step to experience resurrection power 
today? What do you need to do today to experience resurrection power? Because if you don't have resurrection power, you're going to face despair, defeat, doubt, and a slow death. What if I told you there was a step or two or three, or maybe just one for you today, that if you took the next step, you would start to experience the power of the resurrection today. Would you be interested? Would you want to resurrect personally, or do you like your normal? Are you still upset that you didn't get any donuts this morning? Or do you want to resurrect? Do you want a donut, or do you want to resurrect? Here's what I believe that Jesus' co-worker said about the resurrection, how it's designed for us to experience personally. He said this, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Jesus wants to give life to this mortal body. Does anyone... Anyone noticing the mortality of our bodies? As you open your Bibles to where I'm going to start in Matthew 28, then I'm going to go to Luke 24, and then I'm going to go to Luke 22, and then John 11. But we're going to start in Matthew 28. If you brought your smartphone, Google Matt 28. As you get ready there, let me tell you in a sentence what I want you to walk home with today. The resurrection is not just a new start. The resurrection is a new you. The resurrection is not just a new start. It's not just an event. It's not just a familiar event. It's a new you. A new you, brand new a new creation created in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new, and we're becoming new constantly. Do you want to resurrect today? Do you want to resurrect today? Do you want personal resurrection? All right, one of these following steps will be for you today. The first step is recognizing that the power of the resurrection transforms despair. Look at the despair the ladies are going through here in Matthew 28. Verse 1, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled the stone back and sat on it. What did the angel do on the stone? He sat on it. Angel sit. I like that. Verse 5, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen, just as he said. Come and see this place where he lay. The power of the resurrection is in that it transforms despair. These, These ladies went through a whole lot. Sometimes we men don't understand how women process pain and loss. We're much faster at it. 
unless our favorite sports team loses a divisional playoff. Then we don't know how to handle things. It's a grievous moment. We fall apart. That's not entirely true. We men struggle with meeting job performance expectations. We grieve over the fact that sometimes our marriage and family life isn't what we imagined it would be. Some of us have been through the unforgettable scar of losing a child. Some of us have had to go through job transition, even job loss. Some of us have experienced the, the awful difficulty of providing for our families, not knowing how it's going to happen. We, we men do struggle. We just have a hard time showing it sometimes. These ladies who were at the tomb, they had every reason to be in despair. They had, uh, they had been with Jesus, just like his disciples. They had been a team that had been serving Jesus throughout his ministry. They provided for Jesus' ministry financially. They accepted the dignity he was giving them, and uh, they lost everything. They were facing despair. You've seen this image that has, that has been a part of American culture for decades. This is Kim Funt, who is running for her life out of her South Vietnamese village after a napalm bombing in 1972. Kim says of her life this, My life is about healing the hurts of others. The fire from the bombs burned my body. The skilled hands of the doctors mended my skin. The power of God's love healed my heart. How do you handle hurt, defeat? How do you handle when people put you down or they attack you? How do you handle that hurt? Here's, here's what I see happening in the Gospels. That the way we deal with our hurt is we let the power of God's love heal our heart. We let the power of God's love heal our heart. And how do we do that? It's contrary. It'll create resurrection in your life If you want healing, here it is. You pray blessing on those who put you down, and you surround yourself with those who will lift you up. The problem with that is that is totally contrary to our thinking. We will pray hardship on those who put us down. And we'll tell those that could lift us up, hey, I got this. I don't need any help. I got this. Yeah, it's a flesh wound. I'll be fine. How do, we, how do we release the power of God's love to heal the hurt in our life? We pray blessing, like Job. We pray blessing on those who put us down. And we surround ourselves with those who will lift us up. Who's coming to mind right now? Is there someone today you need to pray blessing on? Is there someone in your life you need to surround yourself with so they can help lift you up? That step alone may be your step today to experience resurrection. Your prayer for someone who's put you down could start to resurrect your heart and heal it. Your prayer for someone who's put you down 
and willingness to surround yourself with someone who will lift you up could heal your heart. The power of the resurrection transforms despair. The power of the resurrection also overcomes defeat. Luke caught this better than anyone. After Jesus' resurrection, the first thing the angel says is, go tell his disciples and Peter, meet Jesus in Galilee. Why and Peter? Because Peter was featured on fail.org this day a couple thousand years ago. Peter said, I'll never deny you. I'm willing to die for you. After denying him three times in front of three young ladies, even using a, even using a, a pejorative, a, a cuss word, profanity, to help make his point solid, Jesus looked at him, looked straight at Peter, Luke chapter 22, verse 61. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. How do we deal with total defeat? Total defeat. Peter had great intentions. Peter had great ambitions. But he was facing his own inability to follow through with what he wanted to do. How do you deal with defeat? Watch this National Heroes interview on how he's dealt with defeat. Baseball. Why did you decide just to start baseball? Over. Why did you decide just to start over? And how did you feel hitting a home run your first time stepping up to bat? Well, hitting a home run felt good. But and playing baseball for me was something that um, I almost did out of high school. And I decided to go to the University of Florida. And it's been something that's um, been on my heart throughout the last couple of years, especially the last two. And um, I really felt like, you know, why not go pursue it? If it's something that I'm passionate about, it's on my heart, um, you know, go after it. Tim may be passionate about baseball now, but it wasn't exactly his first career choice. The Denver Broncos drafted him right out of college. And after being promoted to starting quarterback, Tim led the team to their first playoff win in six years. Despite that promising first season, the Broncos traded him, and it went downhill from there. Tim was cut or released from three more teams in the years that followed. When you're going through that, what do you have to hold on to? What is your foundation? Who are you? More importantly, whose are you and your relationship with Christ? A little over a year ago, Tim felt God leading him to write a book for others facing challenges of all kinds. National hero. National failure, national ridicule waited for God to put something on his heart that was new. How do you deal with defeat? What do you do? Here's what I think we learned from the disciples. You let the power of God's love renew your heart. Can you imagine Peter, that moment? Total failure, total public. You let the power of God's love renew your heart. How do you do that? That sounds easy. Get ready. This could be your resurrection step today. You let Jesus in. That's a whole lot different than religion. You let Jesus in. And you follow him. How do you do that? We say you make yourself like Peter, approachable. You make yourself available. 
Sounds easy so far. Here's what we say you do at Adventure. You give Jesus the first 15 minutes of every day. Oh, you, you stop your normal routine. Jesus said that when we do this in a private spot, his Father in heaven sees it and will reward us for it. When you give Jesus the first 15, I suggest five minutes of playing some worship music, five minutes of giving thanks, five minutes of studying a scripture. You wouldn't know where to start. Maybe Proverbs or Psalms or John. They're beautiful. And you let him come to you. And here's the, here's the resurrection step of that. He will come to you. You will be approached by him. And he'll speak to you. And he'll keep saying the same thing over and over again. And maybe he's going to be challenging you to deal with your insecurity. Maybe he's going to come to you and ask you to deal with your anger. Maybe he's going to come to you and ask you to deal with your eating disorder. Because you're, you're trying to feed something that he can provide. Maybe he's going to ask you to think about how you're using alcohol and drugs like medicine. Maybe he's going to ask you to deal with your manipulative, hurtful, relational default habits. You see, when you really encounter Jesus, when you let him in and let him renew your heart, you've got to be willing to deny yourself and trust him. Jesus uses the word repent. You've got to be willing to turn around and go the opposite direction. And in some cases, when you're in an unhealthy relationship that is self-inflicting, or you're in a habit that is self-destructing, you need to run. Get out of there as fast as you can. I've had to do that before. Years ago, it changed my life. The resurrection. It overcomes defeat. But you've got to let the power of God's love renew your heart. And that happens when you let him in. And that's a daily thing of setting some time aside. Is your resurrection step today to let him in? And make your faith less about religion and more about relationships. A relationship with him. See, the resurrection is not just a new start. The resurrection is a new you, you're new, but you won't get new if you don't let him in. You won't get new if you don't pray blessing on those who hurt you and surround yourself with those who will pick you up. You won't resurrect. You'll always be held back. Thirdly, the resurrection conquers doubt. The resurrection conquers doubt. These disciples had great reason to doubt. Bodily resurrection of Jesus after his barbaric execution three days earlier. Jesus, I think, very comically appears to them. It's, it's, the account is in Luke 24. Here it is. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself, himself stood in among them. Wouldn't it be fun if Jesus would just show right now? Lord, please. <laughs> I think it would be more dramatic. It'd be more like, ah! But that's what happened on that Sunday night, tonight, 1,987 years ago. They were startled and frightened after he said, peace be with you. Thinking they saw a ghost, he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? Are you having a bout with doubt? 
Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they, were, while they still did not believe because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? Really, do you guys? I'm just hungry. You see his comedy? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law and the prophets and the Psalms. Are you having about with doubt? Sometimes our doubts are overcome by facts. Tim Keller was recently engaged with skeptic Nicholas Krauss in an LA Times article. And... Krauss just asked him, do I have to believe in the resurrection to be a Christian? And Keller responded in this way. He said, well, if I'm a board member of Greenpeace and I come out and say climate change is a hoax, I'm part of the board of Greenpeace, you're going to be all in on climate change. To identify yourself as a Christian and yet not embrace the bodily resurrection of Jesus who appeared to over 500 for 40 days. is a total rejection of the very purpose for which Jesus came. Jesus came to earth. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. Jesus was sent to the world to give his life as a ransom for us and to resurrect on the third day, showing us that we too could resurrect in our mortal bodies and in the life to come. You can't separate the teachings from Jesus from his bodily resurrection. If you try to, his teachings become irrelevant and questionable if he didn't bodily resurrect. Finally, N.T. Wright suggests in his book, The Resurrection of the Son of God, that you really can't explain the bodily resurrection of Jesus given the fact that thousands of first century Hebrews Jews were doing something very contrary to their culture and their theology. They were worshiping a man to the point where they were willing to go into all of the nations, which was also difficult for the Jews. They were pretty exclusive. And they were willing to suffer and die and watch their family members die a martyr's death because of their faith in this Jesus of Nazareth. Sometimes facts will help overcome your doubt. Sometimes your feelings will help overcome your doubt. C.S. Lewis says that sometimes our feelings serve us good, but we don't depend on them for our spiritual diet. Sometimes feelings help, but they don't necessarily bout our doubt. Finally, the real answer is faith. The real answer is faith. And I reached out to one of my friends, a retired Northrop engineer who really struggled with faith issues, and I asked him, what moved the needle for you? And he said, when I realized that God was asking me to love him with all my heart, soul, and mind, I realized that God valued my mind, my logical, reasonable, reason factor, and scientific thinking cabinet, and he wanted me to love him with it. Then I was able to joyfully, meaningfully embrace reason, logic, science, 
and faith simultaneously. And now I have true hope and meaning in my life. Bob Holland, some of you remember him. How do you, how do you release the power of the resurrection and let it answer your doubts? Here's what you do. You let the power of the resurrection engage your mind. And you do that by engaging your mind with the evidences and pursuing a creator, a designer, with your mind. And you do that by diving into the evidences. There's a plethora of evidences around the first century life of Jesus. A plethora. The resurrection is not just a new start. It's a new you. What's your next step? Maybe yours is to engage your mind and love God with your mind. Fourthly, the resurrection conquers death. In Luke chapter 11, in Luke chapter 11, Jesus is interfacing with a friend whose brother died. And she had hoped that he would be there to heal him. He showed four days later. And he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live. Do you want to resurrect today? What step do you need to take to experience this resurrection life today? He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He says to Mary, do you believe this? Do you believe that there is a life available to you, filled with your spirit, filled with his spirit that is a resurrection life. You know, the problem with with conquering death is that death, the origin of death, is our sin, our narcissism, our wickedness, our rebellion. What is death? It is the wages of our sin, our selfishness. But what what is the answer for death or the solution What fixes it? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's a gift. You don't earn it. You don't work for it, so God will love you and give it to you. God loves you and gives it to you, so you love God who gave it to you. It's different than religion. You know that in Europe, they've invented a new washing machine. Panasonic has. It's It's a washing machine that has a button on it that's called the curry removal button. You know curry. It's available at just a few restaurants here in Natomas, Bangkok Garden, Curry Corner, and uh, Kebab King, in case you're interested. You know that that curry's tough to get out. you got to move fast to get it out. Well, this washing machine, which unfortunately is not available in the United States, This washing machine, if you push the curry button, it promises to get the curry out. Some of you don't think you have curry. It's everywhere. Look at this. Sin. We've all got it. I still have it. But what Jesus did on the cross, in his eyes, got the curry out. In Jesus' eyes, that's a nice shirt. There's no curry on that shirt. Not because of anything I've done, but because of my willingness to believe in the free gift of God. When I let him in and have a relationship with him, he helps work the curry that I see out. 
Because when I let him in and follow him and I repent constantly, he, in Ireland, that I see. In Ireland, early 19th century, there was an Irish landlord whose tenants came to him and they said, hey, we cannot afford to pay our lease this month given the potato famine of that era. Uh, Would you please consider letting us forego paying this month? He said, absolutely not. It would set a bad precedent. I can't do it. But enclosed in this envelope is something that might help you. It was a check to pay all of his tenants lease and to give them extra money for their famine. What is your next step to experiencing the resurrection today? It's letting the power of the resurrection clean your heart today. It's ridding your life of guilt, getting rid of it, getting it behind you. How do you do that? You believe that what Jesus did on the cross was enough, that it's done. It's paid for. But you've got to be willing to take the next step to believe that. Why wouldn't you want to take the next step to overcome defeat, to transform despair, to conquer doubts, to conquer death? Who wouldn't want that life? Who wouldn't want a life in relationship with God who imagines me having a great family life, a great single life, a great marriage life? Who wouldn't want to have a relationship with God who imagines me Uh, becoming a person of great character when no one's looking? Who wouldn't imagine a God who, who wouldn't want to have a relationship with a God who imagines me becoming the best I can be at my work, what I do? Who wouldn't want to have a relationship with a God who wants me to be in community with other believers for a lifetime and wants me to do life with people who are disengaged and love them and enjoy them regardless of their faith or nationality or background who wouldn't want that what's your next step today to experience resurrection did god's spirit speak to you today and say your next step today is to start praying blessing on those who put you down and surround yourself with people who lift you up anybody was that yours raise your hand just raise it okay several of you i would encourage you on your way out Consider stopping by the Info Center and and signing up for our groups. Here at Adventure, we're a church that is about groups. Uh, We think meeting midweek is more important than, than in some ways than meeting on Sunday mornings. Get into a group. Is your next step today to overcome defeat, to let Jesus in and follow him? Try giving Jesus the first 15 minutes of every day. How many of you are like, yeah, that's for me today. I needed to hear that. Start that tomorrow. Is your next step today, because of the skepticism that the mind God's given you, the blessed mind that he's given you, is your next step today to engage your mind around the evidences? Anybody would say, yeah, I need some, I need some, I need some stuff that makes me think. Anybody? Cool. Cool. Jump in. Good stuff. See me after. I'll give you some good references. Maybe your next step today is to believe that what Jesus did on the cross was enough. It's done. And you need to let him in. 
If that's you, why not today trying Jesus for the first time? I'm going to lead you through a prayer. It's going to be on our screens. I invite you to pray it with me right from where you're seated. If you are comfortable with it, if this is your first time at church or at adventure, whatever, you're welcome to pray this prayer with us. It could be the first step of your resurrection. Here it is. Now, I'm going to read it first. Dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to earth. I believe Jesus was who he said he was and proved it by rising from death. I want to discover and begin following your plan and purpose for my life. I want to get to know you personally. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and forgiving all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your free gift of eternal life. Amen. That's the prayer I'm going to lead you in. If you're ready to resurrect today, what would hold you back from praying that prayer with me? All right. If you're comfortable, let's bow our heads and close our eyes, and I'll lead it. You might, you might pray it just as a prayer of dedication, rededication. Here it is. Dear God, thank you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to earth. I believe Jesus was who he said he was. Just repeat that after me. And proved it by rising from the dead. I want to discover and begin following your plan and purpose for my life. I want to get to know you personally. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and forgiving all my sins. Some of you are saying out loud, let's just do it together. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your free gift of eternal life. If you would just please keep your eyes closed and heads bowed down. If you're here today and that prayer for you, was a first-time decision to believe that what Jesus did on the cross was enough, that it was done for your sins. And it was a first-time decision for you to believe that he resurrected from the dead, giving you hope of eternal life. If that was a first-time prayer for you, I want to celebrate it by asking you to just raise your hand from where you were seated. Did anyone pray that prayer with me for the first time? Just raise your hand from where you were seated. Anyone? First time. Yes, I see your hand in the back, ma'am. Anybody else say yes? David, anyone else? Anyone for the first time say that prayer? That's the first time I've prayed that prayer in a long time. Anyone say that was a rededication prayer for me? Raise your hand. If for you that was a rededication prayer, raise your hand. Praise the Lord. I see your hands. Great. Great. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand in the back. Great. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this very special moment. Help us now take the next step to resurrection, to resurrect today. In Jesus' name, amen. In just a few moments when we dismiss services, there are going to be baptisms out in the lobby. Baptism, if you're visiting today, what you're going to see, we're going to dunk people in water. It's warm water. And just a point of information if you're visiting, baptism is very appropriate on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, because baptism is symbolic of the burial of Jesus and his resurrection. And so early Christians, the very moment they believed in Jesus, they were dunked just the very moment. And there may be one person here that's like, I've never been dunked. 
my folks dedicated me when I was little, but I've never been dunked. Well, listen, we, we don't want to take away at all what your folks did to dedicate you at all. That's an honorary thing that I experienced as a kid. But we want to give you a chance to participate in the baptism of Jesus today. Your next step of experiencing resurrection might be baptism for you. You may not be feeling it at all today because you haven't taken the first step after believing that what Christ did on the cross was enough and done. You haven't taken the first step, which is baptism. Maybe that's you. Maybe there's one person here that hasn't been baptized yet. And I want you to know, you can do it in just a moment. It's very appropriate. In the early church, they did it right after they believed. If you believe that Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, was enough for you, and he resurrected from the dead, we'll baptize you right now. We have extra suits, extra towels, and I just ask you to come out and meet me at the baptistry. Finally, some of you raised your hand to make Jesus, to believe in Jesus for the first time. On our table in the middle of the lobby, on your way out, there's a gift bag for you. Grab the gift bag and go. It's for you. Today's a special day for you. Just take the gift bag and go. It's our gift to you. This is your birthday. It's a special day when you place trust in Jesus.